What's up, everybody? We're back with another episode of the Compassionate Viking Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Stanaway. In today's episode, we are going to talk about my recent journey with Mamacita. That's ayahuasca, if you don't know that. I call her Mamacita or Mother Aya or ayahuasca. I don't know. To me, it's the most divine feminine thing in this realm, this universe. Never even knew she existed really until about a year ago when I first went to my uh, my first ceremony that a friend brought me to. And ever since that day, my life has never been the same. I am forever grateful. I have continued down a journey of, fuck, I don't even know, beauty, like purpose, self-love, soul purpose, like soul mission. I, I don't even know how to explain it, but whatever it is that I've been learning is the coolest fucking thing on planet earth. And I will continue to walk this journey because it's amazing. And I didn't know it existed. And yeah, we're going to get all, all into it. So I am now doing video. I'm going to be uploading videos to YouTube. It will be under the compassionate Viking. You know, you can subscribe to it, like it, follow it, share it. If you want to see me go on there. Also, for the things that I'm reading, such as the herb of the week or the books or any type of information or evidence or patents that I have, uh, physical copy or physical form, I can now show it to the video. So if you guys want to see it, you can see it on there. Also, I do not pay for marketing. I do not even do this for money. I do this strictly because I want to fucking do it. And I think it's rad and we're all connecting and... It is making a difference. So if you feel that any of the information that I talk about is of value, please share it. Share it with your friends. Like, subscribe. If you can leave a review, that helps. I'm shadow banned on virtually everything. So if you guys uh, leave a review, like, do all that fucking cliche bullshit that everyone asks you to do, even though it's stupid, it actually does help um, You know, more people see me. So that would be much appreciated. The women and the men at ceremony, uh, I need to give a shout out to you guys. This is like a new a new family that I have, and they're an unbelievably loving, kind, awesome, beautiful group of people. And the more that I go to ceremony, the deeper our connection gets. As I've talked about before. Going through arduous things with other human beings creates a connection deeper than any other any other feat, in my opinion. And doing inner healing, shadow work, is extremely difficult, but extremely rewarding. And when you go through that with another human and you share that energy, you create a bond and a, a connection that, in my opinion, will never be severed. So for you guys out there, if you are listening, I want you to know I am so grateful for you guys. I love you guys with all of my heart, and I'm happy to be a part of the part of the family. So, herb of the week, we, well, I picked sage, and the reason why I picked sage was essentially every time before you can go into your Aya journey, you have to get smudged, and they smudge you with sage. And that cleanses you of negative energy and bad spirits. Essentially wipes wipes your aura clean, gives you a new slate. And I had never had that done to me until a year ago when I first went. But 
I like it. It does something. It feels good. It smells beautiful. I can feel the energy feel lighter when they, they waft it on you. They have a little, like, brass thing that's on smoldering, and then they have this owl feather, and they fucking, I don't know, ch- chant some witchcraft to you and then heal you and blow on you, use their spirit and breath to wipe away all the badness and the icky gunk, and then you can go in. So... I figured we would pick sage. So today it says there are many different varieties of sage and many of them have medicinal properties. Here we are discussing common sage. I'll try to use it in cooking so that I can get the beneficial compounds often. It is the lamas once again out of the mint family and is easy to cultivate in the garden. You can identify it by says common sage grows to approximately two feet tall and wide it flowers in late spring or summer producing lavender purple pink or white flowers leaves are oblong approximately two and a half inches the leaves are gray green colored and wrinkled on the top while the underside is white and covered in short soft hairs and also if you grab sage and you pluck some leaves and then you roll it up and smash it in your fingers it releases the volatile oils and it smells absolutely amazing says edible use sage is commonly used as a cooking herb medicinal uses sage is an antiseptic antimicrobial anti-mutagenic antibacterial helps stop neuropathic pain improves memory lowers glucose levels and alleviated menopause symptoms it is an excellent all-around herb digestion aid sage helps in the digestion of rich fatty meats which perhaps is why it is used so often in sausage recipes Its stimulant properties work to move fats through the digestive system efficiently efficiently and prevent indigestion. It says it balances hormones for men and women. Sage is effective in balancing hormones. It is used to promote normal menstruation and to treat menopausal symptoms such as hot flashes, night sweats, headaches, and mental fog. It is also useful in treating premature ejaculation in men. So, for the homies out there who can't hold their fucking nut in long enough to please the woman, apparently you need to uh, drink some sage or or make some tea out of it or something. This will help you, brother, and your your girls will be happy too, man. Let's make this make this world a better place. Do what needs to be done. Heal your inner wounds. Also, sore throats. The most effective remedy is a gargle, but many people ob- object to the flavor. Thus, we have added a recipe below for a better-tasting throat spray that is almost as effective. Both remedies contain several herbs that fight infection and calm the inflammation of sore throats. It says it speeds healing in wounds. For slow healing wounds, make a compress by soaking a cotton pad in sage infusion. Apply the cotton pad to a wound and hold in place with a tape or or a clean piece of cloth or gauze. The sage infusion relieves the pain almost immediately. It fights infection and brings more blood to the area for speed healing. Hair growth. Sage essential oil improves blood circulation to the scalp and roots of the hair. This encourages thick hair growth and is often paired with rosemary essential oil. It says, warning, sage can significantly reduce the amount of milk produced in nursing mothers. Avoid its use when breastfeeding. So, for any mamas out there, don't be using sage if you're trying to feed the feed the babies. 
Okay, it says the recipe for this, the sage throat spray. Three tablespoons dried or fresh sage leaves. Three quarter cup boiling water. One cup echinacea extract. One tablespoon raw honey. Pour the boiling water over the sage leaves and allow it to steep for 30 minutes. Strain out the leaves. Add the echinacea extract and raw honey. Store in a bottle with a spray top, preferably with a fine mist. Spray in the back of the throat as often as needed. For the sage gargle, it says, The gargle does not taste great, but it works very well. One tablespoon dried sage leaves, one cup boiling water, one teaspoon golden seal root powder, five drops cayenne infusion, half cup apple cider vinegar with live culture. The live culture is the mother, so if you're getting apple cider vinegar with no mother or live culture in the bottom, it's probably been distilled, and that means that there's the good shit's not in it. Pour the boiling water over the dried sage and allow it to steep for 45 minutes. Strain out the leaves and add the golden seal root powder, cayenne infusion, and vinegar. Gargle with this mixture every hour for as long as you can stand it. And then spit. It says spit out the gargle. So, sage. Those were all like the the physical 3D, 3D things that it can be used for. But I'm telling you. If you believe in magic, you can use sage to cleanse yourself. And maybe it's a placebo, but fuck, dude. Even if it is, I feel like it works. And I didn't even know what it was. That was the craziest part. And what's even crazier is when you drink the heart medicine. And being that this is now my, I guess, ninth time that I've drinking it. And every time has been different. I think now is a good time to reflect on my previous ones and how it's all-encompassing into what I just learned and what I gained out of it and how I'm going to integrate that back into my real life to use as a tool and help catapult my life even further towards the way the way that I want to live and what I stand for. And I'm so fucking grateful for that. So let's get on with the show, guys. Hey guys, before we start the podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to NFS Company out in Colorado Springs. They had their fucking grand opening, and now you can go in the store and check out all of their cool shit. Remember, they got firearms, they got ammo, they got optics, tactical gear, suppressors, you name it, they have it. Not only that, they can find the rare shit. For instance, I got my Glock 19 FDE from them, and it's kind of hard to come by. They found it, had it to me in two days. That's amazing. I'm all the way up in Washington, and they're in Colorado, so you can't fucking beat that. On top of that, anyone looking for preparedness for firearms training, they got a private range out there with a badass 10th Group Special Forces instructor. I don't know if you guys know, but finding people with that expertise is kind of hard to come by these days. So get on top of that. Go to www.nfsshootingsupply.com, or you can find them on Instagram, at nofuckingslack.co. On their Instagram is where you can find their schedule. If you're in- interested in anything, make sure that you support American-made shit, guys. This is how we're going to change the world. No fucking slack. So a few few weeks back, I had a podcast with my shaman, 
And if you haven't heard it, check it out. I think it was called uh, Vine of the Soul with Kevin Dodson. I believe that's what I, I believe that's the name of it. Vine of the Soul. So if you want to go back and listen to it, check it out. It was fucking rad. Awesome. I had a great time. And I fucking love that guy. So, you know, fast forward a, a week or so after I got done with the podcast and a few friends who were going wanted me to go. I didn't think it was going to work out. And long story short, we ended up making it work out. And I went last weekend. So, for those who are just tuning in, haven't heard my episodes on the Endless Endeavor podcast, which if you haven't, go check them out. That's Endless Endeavor podcast with Tyler Stanaway. I believe it's Ayahuasca Part 1 or Ayahuasca Part 2. There's two of them. And then also, if you've been listening to my podcast, I, I talk about it. I don't remember what ones they're on, but if you listen, you've heard about it. But for those who are just now tuning in, Ayahuasca is... Uh, a healing tea that's been around for thousands and thousands of years from the from the Amazon jungle. The indigenous people do it in a ceremonial uh, ritual. And I decided a year ago that I would go, and I did. And I had an absolutely epic experience, even though <laughs> that first time that I drank it, I thought nothing happened, which was bizarre. I couldn't, I was like, what the fuck is going on? But, the downloads that came afterwards and in integration where you all have to sit around the next day and share what your journey was and, and how it went. And it's like, that has to be one of the most fucking powerful things I've ever been a part of in my entire life. Because as someone who is a wounded and, and broken kind of person, I shouldn't say broken. I just, I, I didn't fully feel, or I just didn't give a fuck about other people's feelings. I just didn't care very much. I didn't have much compassion. I didn't have much empathy or sympathy. It was just, I don't know, kind of numb, to be honest. And when, after drinking the heart medicine the first time and blasting my heart chakra open and feeling the way that I felt, it was just like, mind-blowing how different my my perspective all of a sudden just changed in the fucking snap of a finger in the blink of an eye it went from me hanging out with a bunch of people that I don't know who just cried and bitched and moaned all night and a bunch of fucking gay dudes next to me who I think have a mental illness to all of a sudden I love everyone in the room I want to help everyone this gay guy is cool as fuck and he went to go hug hug me goodbye, and typically I would be like, don't touch me, and then after I drink this medicine, <laughs> I was about ready to kiss the motherfucker. Hey, man, I love you. It was the most bizarre thing, because I had never felt this way before. I'd never had my heart just wide open and really, truly, like, deep in my fucking soul feel and love just people that I don't even know, and typically people that I would judge and, and put down and laugh at. And so ever since that I did this, my life has been exponentially better. I have, I have multiple journeys now. I have, I would still consider myself a rookie, I guess, in the Cosmo realm or, or the fucking astral world or whatever it is that you go to. But 
if there's anyone who's an atheist, all you got to do is just drink this fucking tea one time. And it's like, I don't know what it is, but clearly this is not the only thing. We are not our human body. Like, I am not this body. I have a fucking soul. And it's kind of like dreaming, but you're awake. And you get taught, like, all of this shit depending on what your intention is. And my intention this time was to figure out how to better serve the world by being me. Which ultimately just goes on the last few ceremonies that I went. I mean, the first time that I went, I learned that I was a sword with no sheath that was cutting people who were like trying to admire it and just be next to it. And that was a metaphor for me hurting people without actually intentionally hurting them. That there's a place in time to be the warrior that I am. But at the same time, I need to be able to harness that and use my use my uh, sword with justice. I don't want to be hurting people who don't deserve to be heard, hurt, and especially not people who are trying to be close or be admired or to admire. And then I just fucking hack them up. And I learned that if I did that, then maybe I had just hacked up everyone in the whole world and the only person left would be me. And how much fun would that be? I would have no one to experience joy with. No one to talk to, no one to hang out with, no one to share with. And therefore, now I'm going to die of a lonely heart. So I don't know how to explain it, but in my mind, it was like I I learned something so powerful that no human could have ever convinced me. Because if a human would have told me this, I probably would have just told them to go fuck themselves. But it wasn't a human. It was this divine spirit, Mother Aya, who just like fucking showed me exactly what I needed to be shown at the time. So then when I had left there and I'm crying and shit, listen to this song and I'm thinking, man, I never cry. And I just cry in front of, you know, 18 other people who I don't even know. And I didn't give a shit. I didn't fucking care at all. I was like, wow, this feeling that I have is absolutely Amazing. So then I felt, I felt at the time that I wanted to go more. I was like, I need to go back. And so I went back. And then I learned that I was this big ass fucking cedar tree. I think it was, I think my intention was show me what my, show me what, show me my powers or something like that. And, and show me my powers and teach me how to use them justly. And I found out that I was like this big tree. Like my feet or like my roots went all the way down like under earth. And the the top of the tree went all the way up into the heavens. All the way up to the... It was just fucking massive. It was as big as... It's like the world tree. And I was it. And that I pretty much could... I was like a safe place. I was a harbor. I was a home for whenever any human or animal or plant or bug needed to find safety, they could always come to me and I could like wrap my branches around them and like put them down in my roots and, and just like hunker down and protect them until they were reassured and felt safe enough to where they could go back on their own again. And it was like really powerful to me. It felt amazing. It felt like I learned some shit. And then the next night, 
I don't know what happened, but it was absolute misery. I was crying. I couldn't face the altar. I had to feel like this dude next to me, next to me was fucking talking insectoid all for like hours. And it was just all too much. My my emotions, my I don't even know how to explain it, you guys. I just couldn't fucking hang. And I turn around and I'm sitting on my mat and I got my hands in my face and I'm crying. And all I can think about is my dad and the way my stepmom was treating me and all these fucking childhood traumas of growing up. And I was like being put back as like a 12 year old kid, a 14 year old kid, a 10 year old kid and re having to visit all these scenarios, but then actually having to feel and deal with that, the actual emotion and pain of it. The way I was supposed to when I was a kid, but instead I just dimmed myself out. And it was fucking brutal. I kept wanting to go outside, and I'd go outside, and I'd fucking, like, grab a handful of grass on the the ground. And then I'd look up at the sky and see how big it was, and it would feel like, oh, my God, it's so nice out here. But they need my energy back in there because this is a group effort to heal each other of, of negative energy, trauma, and wounds doing shadow work for our inner souls to gain higher consciousness and connect to the divine to ultimately become uh, an ascended soul. Well, I'd have to go back in and it was just fucking misery. And it was chaos. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it other than absolute chaos. And finally, I just surrendered. I was like, fuck it. I don't know. I've been trying to fight for five hours or however long it's been. And I'm just getting my ass whooped. And it was when I surrendered and just like thought of, I always think of, of doing ayahuasca as spiritual jujitsu. You have physical jujitsu, which I train every week, multiple times a week. And then you have spiritual jujitsu, which is she, mother Aya or mama Sita is like your sensei. And I don't even know. She teaches you exactly what you need to know, exactly what you need to know. She'll fuck you up just bad enough to where you totally believe her, but you're not so fucked up that you won't come back. She teaches you lessons. She teaches you the way. She gives you insight, downloads, knowledge. She lets you feel pain. She lets you feel fucking beauty, orgasmic, fucking euphoric feelings. It, it's it's so unbelievably bizarre. It's almost like if you haven't drank the tea, I don't even know how to fucking explain this. And even if you have, it's so different every single time and different for everybody. But at the end of the day, uh, when I finally surrendered to her, it was like just peace. And I realized it was because just like for me in jujitsu is if I have a, a big ass strong dude who's really good at wrestling and jujitsu and he has me in a terrible position, I can try and fight out of it all I want. But usually I just end up making wrong decisions and burning my gas tank out and then I end up dying and having to tap anyways. So it's best to just get yourself in a good position, try and Try and breathe. Try and get your fucking breath under control, your heart rate under control. Realize when you're in a bad position or just a submission. And if you're not in a submission, fucking relax and just find peace in the chaos until until you have the right time to explode or get out. And And that's what I did. And she just let me like, it was like I dropped into a perfect crystal clear lake and just all the ripples just out to the side. 
And for the rest of the night, it was really good. And the next morning, when I'm going to integration, I realized that, like, I had to find peace in the chaos because that's where the strength, that's where the true power comes in, is I say that I'm this big tree that can fucking be a safe spot and, a, and you can come to me and I'll protect you. But if I can't find peace in the chaos and I get swayed over or the wind blows too hard and the tree falls over, then not only do I die, but also all of the things that I promise to protect dies. And that was another huge lesson for me was to make sure that no matter what, I'm a fucking solid tree in the ground. Doesn't matter what weather, doesn't matter what's thrown at me. I will fucking hold my roots tight. I will hold the things I love dearly and I will fucking stand up to the very end to make sure that these things that are, that are of beauty and of nature and of love are fully protected. And it wasn't until I could find peace in the chaos that this all resonated. And so I did. And it was like, okay, so now I can use this. I can use these powers. I can figure out how to use my, my emotions, all this different shit. And I went a few more times and I learned some more stuff. I learned about my spirit animals. I learned about really manifestation and intentions. I believed about, well, fuck, I started my podcast. She told me about plant medicine and now I have all these herbs and I've grown, learned to grow mushrooms and I have, I don't even know you guys for the last year. I feel like I cannot give enough credit to drinking this fucking tea with these people. And so this time I went and I had my, I had my shit with me as in I have my little crystals. I always bring like two crystal obelisks. I have one obsidian and one, I don't know what it is. It's like turquoise or whitish teal color. And then I bring my raven, which is a little wood black raven. I always bring, I have a cedar Odin and a seed and Thor little totem that's about four inches tall. They always come with me, and then I always bring my one Norwegian mountain troll. And they all sit at the altar and stare at me, and I stare at them, and I fucking, I love them. And they're all charged up from all the ceremonies that I've been to, so they're just full of energy. I go in, I set them down, I get my mat ready, we get smudged. After we get smudged, we go sit on our mat. We, we introduce ourselves, we say our intentions, and like I said before, my intention was how to better serve the world by being me, and then we drink the medicine, and he lights the candles, you know, he lights one for the north, he lights one to the east, he lights one to the west, he lights one to the south, every time he lights one, you know, he he says what that direction is for, and then he asks for Anyone who isn't partaking in the ceremony or who wasn't invited, such as any entities or, or fucking spiritual beings, ghosts, aliens, interdimensional beings, whatever you want to call them, if they're not invited to the ceremony, they need to leave the premise until, you know, we're done doing what we're doing. And, and then you start singing some songs, and, and when you're done with that, if you're starting to feel the medicine, you put the face mask on and you lay down and you have your journey. And for some, it's very hard and they cry and they, uh, oh, I don't even know, man. I, I have no idea. Everyone has their own journey. 
And then other people have the most amazing journey of their entire lives. But so far, out of every single one that I've seen, no matter how gnarly the journey is or how beautiful the journey is, they always learn something and not one of them regrets it. So there's something to it. There's absolutely something to it. It heals you in a way that I've never seen before. And for me, that night in particular, uh, I was just laying there and I kept getting this download of, it's going to seem weird, but I got laid off, okay? I got laid off last week and I got laid off within 24 hours of my la- of releasing my last ep- or podcast episode and I believe that intentions matter and I was saying that I do not want to fucking work anymore. I just want to figure out how to live my own life and follow my soul's purpose and I get laid off. Well, then I'm like, okay, well, is this, is this the universe answering? Like, careful what you wish for, man. If that's truly not what you wish for, then, you know, maybe you should wish, wish and think about other things. But at the end of the day, it's not. It's what I want to do. I'm just fearful of jumping because I make a lot of money. I have good stability and, you know, fear of the unknown. However, I know in my heart that's what I'm supposed to do. And when I was in my journey, I kept getting this thought of like, if you want to stand up, stand up. If you have something to say, then fucking say it. If you want to sit down, then sit down. If you want to go run, go run. And it was that. And I, at first I was like, it didn't make sense. I'm like, why do I keep thinking of these same things? And then I realized, oh, because most of the time, or maybe not most of the time, but at least when it comes to my career, my soul calling, like what I should be doing, following my heart, my soul mission, I have this, I have this thing of like, well, I would do my own thing, but, or I would do it. I would quit and I would start my own journey of entrepreneurship if you see what I mean like there I would stand up but and at the end of the day it's no buts no buts mama Aya says no buts she says you want to stand up stand up you want to fucking say something say it you want to sit down you fucking sit down not I would sit down but or I would say something if or I would stand up if I could or but I can't or if I do it, then this will happen. They're all fucking excuses, and they're, they are the reptilian pride, ego, stability brain not allowing you to blast off to the next level. But I'm at the point where my soul is more powerful than my mind, and I can tell my, I can tell my fucking lizard brain to sit the fuck down because my soul has gained the maturity and the understanding to now take full ownership and full control of this vessel and we're driving to fucking great places. And I was like, so amazing that I learned this. And then like right around this time, the shaman goes and grabs the fucking war drum. Cause mind you, there's music playing. Like there's music going the whole time. There's Icaros, which are songs from the, the Amazon people that they say the plants taught them for healing. You know, some, some Icaros is for, to jostle up energy, some Icaros is for love, some Icaros is to bring out the demons, some Icaros is, it's for all these different things. And then there's also like Western music too, where it's just like fucking beautiful melody and harmony. I don't even know how to explain it. 
Not something I typically would listen to while driving down the road. However, I have. But at least when you're there, it's like, I don't even know, you guys. The most the most amazing experience ever. It's like one of my favorite fucking places other than my garden. That It's, it's like this love bubble that you just never felt before. When 20 people have their hearts just blasted wide the fuck open. It's something that the only way you could ever experience it would you would have you'd have to go. So he grabs the the war drum and he starts pounding it and I'm like, "Oh, damn." And at this time I was up on my knees. I usually get really hot and I take my shirt off. Somehow I always have my fucking shirt off. And I I start with it on, so I don't know. Somewhere along the line I always take my shirt off. I usually get up on my knees. I stare into the altar, into the center of the room. I can see the vortex energy of like all of our energies vortexing in the center of around the candles. And I just sit there and kind of chant my mantra and my, my intention in my head. And as he was doing this, the end, like, I don't even know how to explain it. You guys, the energy got so fucking powerful. It got so powerful that I started to feel like a, like I'm going to just unleash a call, like a warrior call, but I'm not even thinking about it. It's like, I'm not in control of it. And I have an older gentleman on the right of me and I have a young kid like in his early twenties on the left of me. And mind you, our heads are like one foot apart from each other. So we're, we're in each other's auras. And all of a sudden, uh, the shaman starts fucking beating the beating the war drum, beating the war drum, just stirring up the energy, stirring up the energy. And all of a sudden, I'm like, ah, ah, ah. like so fucking deep inside me, like my soul, like deeper than my soul. If my body was hundreds of miles deep, it was fucking at the bottom of it, and it just came out like. Uh, like a warrior call. And all I could think was like, that's, that's, <laughs> I wasn't in control of it. He just ripped it out of me. I've never fucking felt this or done this before, but it felt like it was my call to the universe of like, the, I'm here, I'm here and I'm going to follow my fucking path. And there isn't a goddamn thing anybody or anything can ever do to stop me from doing what my sole purpose is. Then, I get this feeling of I'm not from here. Well, my whole life, I've felt different. Not necessarily different like the black sheep or the lone wolf. Like literally a different species. <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy, but I remember being like little and thinking all the way up until now, I feel like I, I got dropped off on the wrong planet. And so I learned that I was not from here. Like something kept telling me like I'm not from here and that's why I feel different. And then also I have like a internal wound inside my, like by my solar plexus on my left side, all the way down to like, I don't know, maybe two inches below my belly button on the left side. It's like super sore and wounded and all I get, like something happened to me. I don't know. It was the way I died in my past life. I don't know if bad guys fucking, did something to me in the cosmos a long time ago or sometime. I don't know what happened, but I, I got to try and get it out. I didn't even know it was there until this time. And I know that there's other people who have talked about like having a cage put over their their heart and they have to fucking learn how to rip the cage off. 
I've heard about people having spears through their heart and getting, you know, spears have, have to pull out. And this is all energetic, right? This isn't physical. It may have happened physical in a, in a real physical lifetime ago, but it's still the energetic wounds of, of whatever had happened at the time. It's just like people who get ampu, you know, a leg amputated and then they feel the pain still as if it's still there. And it's like, they're like, oh, my toes, my toes. It's like, bro, you don't have any toes. Sure, you don't have any physical toes, but you still have the energetic body. You still have the energetic part that, that doesn't ever go away. Energy doesn't just, it doesn't evaporate. So I now realize that I have that, which then leads me to the next night. And on the next night, I don't know what my intention was supposed to be, but it had changed. It was in order for me to figure out where I'm going, I have to figure out where I'm from. Because if I don't know where I'm from, then I have no way or recollection of figuring out if I'm if I'm going in the right direction. You know, if you're supposed to be traveling north to fucking Canada and you don't know where you started, how do you know that you're not way the fuck up in Alaska and you should be traveling south? So to me, it made perfect sense of, okay, I need to figure out where the fuck I came from so that I have a better understanding of where I'm going and if I'm even going in the right way, which my heart does tell me that I am going in the right way. So I, I kind of already know due to my inner compass, but this was bigger. This was like, I don't know. I had to fucking figure it out. So I decide to make that my intention. Where am I from? Where am I going? I need to figure out where I'm going. And what I learned was that I'm not from here. And she didn't take me there. She didn't take me to wherever I'm from. But she did give me an understanding of what it's like where I'm from. And where I'm from is ascended way, 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 like thousands and thousands of years ahead of us, leveled up soul-wise. There is no physicality there. In the place that I'm from, they have passed the five senses. So they don't have five senses. There is no physical, there isn't physical, which means that there is no emotions. And if there's no emotions, there is no love, there is no, there is no hearing, there is no smelling, there is no seeing, there is no tasting, there is no touching. That was very clear to me because then I had to like go through these emotions of all the things that a human gets. So she was showing me like, okay, I'm from here and now I'm here. And now I need to go through all these emotions that a human has from anger to resentment to envious to happiness to joy to fucking orgasm to uh, astonishment to scared to nervous to anxiety to fucking majesty to all of it i had had it felt like i was like on a five minute chunk of every emotion that a human could have and then she showed me why my life has been the way that it is the reason why i felt that i was different is because i am different i'm not from here which makes sense to me most people are going to hear this and be like dude this guy's out of his fucking mind but at the end of the day i don't give a shit what you guys think I know what went down and maybe I am out of my mind, but it's all good with me because my life is way better because of it. The next thing is 
I had to deal with the 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 upbringing that I had. I had to deal with the fucking suicide prop with my father. I had to deal with essentially the drinking, the death of drinking of my stepmother. I had to deal with all of these things, a fucking drug addiction after crashing my dirt bike really bad and having to relearn to walk and all this, all this different shit, living in a van for a little bit. I, I used to be like in this victim mindset of like, this happened to me and blah, 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 you know, just like every other victim. And then what I realized is like, no, it wasn't, I'm not a victim. It had to happen. I'm fucking grateful. Do I miss my dad? Absolutely. But I also don't know what my life would be like if my dad was still alive. I sure as fuck wouldn't be the human I am today. And I'm pretty goddamn proud of the human I am today. So there's no free lunch in this world. There's, there's always, there's always a dichotomy. There's always duality. There's always a yin and yang. There's always these things. And It made so much sense to me of like, okay, I had to deal with all this and then I had to figure out how to do it all on my own. That instead of being like a little boy and feeling abandoned and rejected and that I wasn't ever good enough and that I, I always was looking for that validation of like, hey, look at me or look what I did or is this make you happy or look how, like all, you know, all these things of like a, a wounded little boy trying to get recognition or validation from a, a parent to make them feel of value. And what I have learned is that, that my life wasn't like that. I had to figure out how to give myself value. How do I fucking, and this goes back to other podcasts I've had. Actually, the recent podcast on the Endless Endeavor episode uh, titled Compassionate Viking, I talked about filling your cup. And you fill your cup by validating yourself, giving yourself value, giving yourself worth and truly fucking believing it. Like actually deep in your heart, deep in your soul, way, way down inside, you fucking know what you're capable of. And that gives you confidence because you've proved it to yourself time and time and time again that you can do it. And that is only done through, in my opinion, self mastery is that we have to we have to stop looking for the key to happiness and the key to fulfillment and the key of value and the key of, of recognize, recognition or recognition from someone else. Because like me and a wounded little boy, I never got it. And it created misery and it created worthly, worthlessness. It created lack of value. It created lack of self-esteem by constantly looking outside for, for someone else to tell me that I'm doing good enough. Well, I've learned that when you do it the other way and you fucking forge your own key and your own master key that puts in your pocket that no one ever fucking can take away from you because it's yours that you made and it stays with you, it unlocks Every fucking door that you ever come across, all you have to do is remember to use it. And I, I truly believe that. And I do not feel angry about my father and my upbringing. I do not feel sad. I do not feel bitter. I do not see enviousness or jealousy within me when I look at other human beings who are doing better than me. I see fucking beauty and love 
and I see gratitude and grace and I am so fucking happy to be a human. <laughs> I've never been happier to be a human. To be able to experience this, to experience pain, to experience joy, to experience rain and sunshine and the beach and the fucking trees and the way that different smells smell when the flowers open up in the morning time, when the sun is just casting that morning dew and all the volatile oils of the plants and the birds are just coming out. That is something that you don't get to experience on the other fucking realms. That's only here. Taste the way that like a cold piece of watermelon fucking juices in your mouth or a nice crispy fresh cold apple. All of these things, the way that certain music sounds, the melodies, the 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 harmonies, the frequencies that vibrate within our body that almost put us into some type of an ecstatic dance depending on what mood we're in and what we're listening to. These things are absolutely beautiful, you guys. And and the medicine really shows that to me. Especially touch. Touch is a huge thing that our culture, our, our society has kind of like pushed away. You know, if you look at indigenous cultures and and ancient traditional cultures, they're very close. They've, they have good communication. They touch. They help braid each other's hair. They wash each other's clothes. They hold hands. They sing. They hug. They dance. They kiss. They wrestle. They have these ceremonies and these, these traditions that they follow that bring everyone very, very close together, which creates a fucking bond that we don't have anymore. And now that I see what is actually capable of happening, if people do inner healing and, and want to better their lives and become a better version of themselves, I see touch as one of the most beautiful things in the world. When I'm in ceremony and it gets to the, the like, latter half of the the night the angels the light workers the guardians the the people who are there to help you and the witches i think they're witches which is rad because they heal you and they're healing you through energy and with their stones and their crystals and their fucking herbs and they're they're chanting and they're singing and mary magdalene and all this different shit and it's like dude it's it's so awesome to me and, and maybe it's not for everyone. Maybe it isn't for everyone. I understand that some people are going to think this is fucking sorcery and black magic and witchcraft and all this whatever nonsense they think it is. And that's fine. They can fucking think whatever they want. And maybe it is witchcraft. Healing white magic witchcraft. My life is exponentially better because of it. I don't know why my alarm's going off at 6 p.m. I must have set it for 6 p.m. instead of 6 a.m. Anyways, sorry about that. But yeah, um, now that I see how important touch is, when these, when these light workers come around and do energy work on you and the way that they touch you, and not in a sexual way, it's, it's like in a healing way. Like, I mean, it could be like them rubbing your fucking palm. And it just is like, wow, it's so amazing to be able to experience this. Or 
you know, the second night I had, I call him a witch or call her a witch, which I love <laughs> very much. But she had like some stones. She knew where, remember what I was saying about like something happened to me in my, in my torso area. She knew and she like came and put these stones on them. She was helping me, helping me breathe and like trying to move it. And it was stuck. And she's like, breathe in and let it go and breathe in and let it go. And then she was telling me to chant some things like, you know, I am sovereign. I am in control because who fucking know? Like, I don't know. I don't know what they did, but I know that now I'm so grateful for my five senses. I don't want to give them, I don't want to take them for granted. And also I, one of the things that I brought up in integration was about the fact of, I think that's why jujitsu is becoming so, uh, you know, it's blowing up so much is unlike 24 hour fitness or CrossFit or basketball or whatever, even though I'm not dogging on it, if, if any of those, if you guys like them, that's fine. I'm saying, I believe that part of the reason why jujitsu is blowing up so much is because of the physical touch. You have to be intimate with another human being, whether that's a man or a woman. And to be honest, it's way more men than women. So when me and another man are doing two things, like I said, building connection through doing arduous journeys together, which if you're fighting other people, that is very arduous. On top of being connected, we're intimate, we're touching, we're feeling we're sweating on each other. I can't tell you how many times I have my forehead pinned down on someone's chest. Well, when I have my forehead pinned down on someone's chest, I have pretty much my third eye or my fucking crown chakra blasted right on someone's heart chakra. What do you think is going to happen? There's energy exchange. And that creates a bond that I truly believe we are missing in our society. Also, that we are all sharing this human experience and that when we all pursue, like Andy Frisella says, when we pursue personal excellence, it's the ultimate rebellion. And it's like, well, what rebel against what? It's rebel against the way society is structured. They do not want us to know that we can heal ourselves tremendously by drinking plant medicine or a little bit of tea. They do not want us to know that when we do arduous things with other people, rather than Netflix and chill, we build connections that is way deeper. They do not want us to be touching each other. They do not want us doing that. Like for instance, COVID in the six foot rule. Well, our aura pretty much projects out like six feet. And so if you're within the six feet, then you're gonna have an energy exchange. If you're actually touching each other, you're going to have massive energy exchange and it's going to build bonds. I believe that that the future holds something great and powerful. And like I've said before, which isn't my quote, but the one thing, one thing stronger than all the armies in the world is an idea whose time has come. And that idea is coming. And I keep talking about that. It's community. It's food forests, it's electroculture, it's fucking regenerative farming, it's uh, uh, 
uh, love thy neighbor society. It is it's community. It's where we actually take care of each other again, and we love each other, and we don't want to see people being hurt. We don't want to see them have traumas. We don't want to have to see them not be able to reach their full potential or be stuck in negative loop patterns because of whatever bullshit the world is trying to push down on them. And now I see that one of my, maybe not even one of, I think it is my job. My sole mission is literally to come here and to shine light on the world, to shine light in the dark areas, to, to take my flashlight and take my light being and go to all the fucking cobwebs of this place and say, Hey, look, we got to clean up here. We need some dusting over here. And then once we do that and we get some more people helping and more people helping and we get this place cleaned up nice, it's going to be fucking beautiful. It is going to be so amazing. And I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen faster than I thought. I really do. When I was just at the ceremony this weekend, there was like, well, there was one guy in particular who knew me from my podcast and from uh, the Endless Endeavor podcast. Pete, shout out, brother. If you listen to this, thank you very much. I hope I hope that uh, this last weekend really benefits you. And I am very grateful to have met you in person. You're an awesome dude. I love you very much, man. Let's keep in touch. Also, there's some some other dudes who who listen to the podcast and it's very interesting to go to these places and have people who know who I am, who are shaking my hand, who are appreciative of me and really feel that I am making a difference and not just their lives, but other people that they know's lives. And that lets me know that, you know what? Maybe one person can't change the world, but one person can share the message that can change the world. And I believe that my message is fucking resonating. And I don't say that as like cocky or arrogant. I say that as like, I'm serious. It's a fact. What I've been sharing is resonating with the world. People are picking it up. And then it's going to be up to us to keep that going. And I'm going to continue to follow my purpose. I have decided that I'm not going back to work. Period. Like mama says, if you want to stand up, stand the fuck up. Not but or if, stand up. And you know what? I feel like I'm at the point where I'm, I'm ready to stand up. I understand that I'm not going to be able to just transition straight over. I understand that I'm not going to make the same exact money starting right away. But I don't give a shit about that. Because it, it eats a little bit of me every day to not follow my soul's purpose. And not that I don't love metalworking. I do love metalworking. And I will continue to do metalworking. But going to just make the same fucking parts, even though I'm in a custom shop, to make the same kind of stuff all the time for somebody else like Microsoft, Amazon, all these people that I, I actually despise and I don't want to support, nor do I want to help enslave humanity by giving my le labor and effort toward these companies, I think it's time for me to just do it. Just fucking do it. Stand up. Do what I need to do. And instead of worrying about the how, which I've talked about before, I believe just know that it's going to happen and that I can do it. 
And the reason why I say don't worry about the how is because if we worry about the how, then we pigeonhole the universe into only allowing us one way to accomplish our goal. Because you've already picked and decided the way it's going to be. And if it doesn't work out, then you will consider that a fail. But see, I don't consider things a fail. I consider them just finding out way, more ways that didn't work. And every, way, every time that I find another way that didn't work, I'm one step closer to finding a way that does work. And so instead of worrying about the how, I will meditate in the morning. I will, this is my plan. I plan on getting up early. I plan on meditating in the morning. I plan on visioning on my vision board. I plan on looking at my to-do list that I will make every day. And I will start picking off my to-do list in blocks. Because mama told me that if I am to be successful on my own, I have two weaknesses. And I need to get better at them. And those two weaknesses are kind of all-encompassing, but they are, they are different. One of them is I need to be more organized. Okay, I need to plan out things better. I need to write out things better. I need to have better organizational skills. Roger that. Next thing, better time management. I am easily distracted. I can lose focus on what I'm doing very easily. Even though it seems like I fucking get a bunch of shit done, which I do, it's like ADD style. I'll be doing something over here and then I got to go get a tool. And by the time I come back, I forgot the tool and I'm out with these plants over here. And then I'm talking to the ducks and then I'm playing basketball with the kids. And it's like, motherfucker, I just needed to grab a goddamn drill and a screwdriver and go back to the chicken coop and screw the fucking door back in. And here it took me 25 minutes to do it because I lost focus. So I see my flaws and I'm going to work on them. And because of that, I'm going to set up a schedule. And if I do not go to work every day, like I used to, I will go to work here. I just won't be traveling. And now I should be able to work two extra hours on my own to-do list rather than someone else's to-do list because I won't have to travel. And it takes me, you know, 45 minutes to get to work. So it takes me 45 minutes to get to work, 45 minutes to get home. That's hour and a half, two hours, depending on traffic. I should be able to be getting 10 hours worth of work on my to-do list every day on top of things like I get to see my family, I get to hang out with the kids, I get to actually progress my dreams, passions, and goals to the max, I get to wake up and meditate, which means that I get to finally really focus on my intentions and manifest my dreams and the reality that I want to live in. I get to maybe even do 75 hard. I've wanted to do that for a long time, but it was literally not possible with my fucking, with my schedule. Well, now maybe I can do that. Maybe now is the time where the universe says, it's time to fly, bro. I've given you all the skills. I've told you all the fucking knowledge. You've passed all the tests. You're ready. Like when a, when a, when a child finally gets to the point where they grow up and they're like, I'm ready to go live on my own. I don't want to live under my parents' roof anymore. I want to be, go become my own independent man or woman. That's where I'm at right now in my soul's journey. I feel I'm ready to fly. So my weekend was absolutely fantastic. I had an amazing time. I love everyone so much. I clearly need to go back and do, I think I'm going to do a solo journey by myself where I don't have to worry about protecting all the other people and giving them energy and being strong. 
I can just go inside and let go and see if I can heal whatever the fuck has happened to me. And in the meantime, I'm now going to be at home. I'm going to try and do uh, more YouTube videos. I think I'm going to get a donation thing set up for the for the app. And I might just do it under, I don't know, maybe PayPal donation. If any of you guys have any input or advice on how we can set up this donation and how we can get this app up and running so that we can all connect and, and start this thing, please get a hold of me. I am only so good at so many things, and tech is not one of them, and I'm willing to admit it. So I need to find someone better than me. Please come and help me. Let's set this thing up. I really think that this is uh, a very good solution to to some of the problems that we have in our own world. I read a quote. I think it's by Einstein, and I have mixed feelings about Einstein. Sometimes he has good quotes, but I think he's also a piece of shit. So whatever. That's my own opinion. But this quote in particular says, you cannot solve a problem with the same consciousness that created it. And that's fucking true. So you know what? We create higher consciousness and we come up with solutions. And I believe this app and these ideas of learning to love and bring back peace and harmony and balance on planet Earth is the solution to all the bullshit and tyranny and, and division and hate and low vibe that we have on the planet. So you can get a hold of me at stanawayrootsandravens at gmail.com. You can get a hold of me on Instagram at Tyler Stanaway. I did set up a compassionate Viking thing on Telegram, but for some reason it won't allow anyone to, to talk. I don't know how to get anyone to be able to comment. So it's down right now, but we'll see what we can do. Now that I'm not going to work, I'll have a bunch more time, and I see nothing but awesomeness for the future for all of us. So with that being said, I will see you guys next week. I think I'm going to have a guest next week. And there will be more guests coming up soon for the month of April. So stay tuned. I hope you enjoy. I love all of you guys very much. And go crush it, guys. Later.